Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio and the JR Sport Brief. Joining us right now via the BetQL guest hotline is our pal Kevin Sheehan, the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show weekdays, 10 to 1 p.m. over on our sister station, the Team 980. Kevin, how are you, my man? What's up, Linnell? How you doing, man? I am good. Appreciate you giving us some time, as always. Crazy week uh, here with the trades, obviously, going down with the Washington Commanders. Big picture, what is your thoughts on the move? And then looking forward, who do you expect to capitalize from the free playing time? Um, Casey Tuhill has a big opportunity. So does James Smith-Williams, although I, th- I think they kind of feel like they know what they have yeah. in him. Um, so I'll answer that first. As far as, you know, look, I mean, what we learned, if, or what some learned, is that they just didn't want Chase Young. They haven't <laughs> wanted him for a while. Um, I think one of the things, and I didn't talk about this on my show this week, but I was thinking about it after the show today, Linnell. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they would have done had, like, the best offer they had gotten for Chase been, like, a conditional sixth or conditional fifth. A seventh rounder for a former number two I, I overall think, pick would have been tough honestly, to stomach. I think they would have moved him. Yeah. I think that I think that they were hell bent on moving on from Chase Young. Montez was, you know, somebody they loved, they would have liked to have kept, but the offer you know, as they told us, was too good. It's too rich. Um, yeah. But it would have been they they were so um they they were so worked up about this week for a while now yeah. because they knew they wanted to move 99, but they weren't sure what they would get for him. And he was playing well enough, and they were hoping, and they had been talking to the 49ers. Lynch discussed this um, yesterday that for, for two-plus two weeks, wow. the Bears were interested in Chase, but there was some concern, I think, over the medical. Um, but, man, what would have happened had the 49ers been the only team out there and said, Nah, we'll give you a <laughs> conditional fifth, sixth. That is a hell of a, a lot if. of their angst over this was what the reaction was going to be over the price that 
they sold that they they traded him for. And you know, end of third, I guess they were you know they're like, well, uh, we'll we're going to take it. But can you imagine if it had been something much later than that? Yeah, and honestly, the, the story people already are complaining about the return that they got being that exactly. he's a former number two overall pick, but. Kevin, I look at this thing from a couple of different angles, and I wanted to get your opinion on this. Like, who do you blame for this going wrong? Because obviously we've heard the Mike Silver report come out uh, here in the last 24 hours or so. Most of that information is stuff we already knew, Kevin. But I go back to it as somebody who, who played college football and has been in a locker room before. Even if it is coming off a defensive rookie of the year, if a guy is freelancing and not playing within the structure of the defense – Bench him. You have all the power in the world as the head coach to nip that sort of problem in the bud. For it to end this way and now that seemingly being the root of it is kind of disappointing to me, and I think it's a poor reflection on this coaching staff. 100%. I I agree with that. I think that in many ways, um, look, Chase has a, a, a role in his demise. Oh, of course. Here. I mean – there's no doubt about that. I'm, I would never take him off the hook. I mean, you know, everything that was reported, you know, you say we knew about, and a lot of us knew about it. It, it doesn't mean that they should have leaked it anonymously the way they did on his way out. But that's another story altogether. But yeah. I think we all understand that probably it was true. Yeah. Um, so why did you allow it to be true? It, to your point, yeah. like you're the coach. It's cowardly. And, Kevin, it's the second like, time because Landon Collins told them where he was and wasn't going to play. So I just – I don't know. It's not a good look to me. Yeah, so, you know, you could have done that or you could have been less rigid. Yeah. You know, the other way to handle a, a guy with, you know, extraordinary talent, if you deemed him to have that extraordinary talent, is to do what Parcells did with LT. Yep. I'm not saying that he's LT, <laughs> but Parcells and Belichick both said – you know what? He's not playing our scheme, but, but he's wreaking so much havoc. Right. And they they became less rigid with him. You know, that's another way to look at it. But they they deserve some of this for 100%. sure. I mean, you know, and, and by the way, they let it drag out. Ultimately, if they knew a year ago or a year and a half ago, this was somebody they wanted to move on from when he returned from an injury. Yeah, they played him a lot of foot. They played a, uh, played him an awful lot this year. Well, do you think that you helped know, the return ultimately? Adhering to the scheme, they played him ninety percent of the snaps <laughs> in two straight games. Do you, Do you think that's because they were trying to you know showcase Maybe. him almost? Maybe, but yeah. that's not in the best interest of the team. No, not at all. Yeah, one hundred ten. And by the way, it didn't work. <laughs> 31st in points allowed. It's the demise of the defense for the first eight weeks has been crazy. We'll get to them in a second. I want to look big picture again here. Ron Rivera continuing to talk about the development of Sam Howell is sort of like a justification for everything that's happened over the first eight weeks. When you look <laughs> and, and, and do a checkup and checkpoint as to where Howell is after eight weeks, do you think he has – well, let me rephrase that, actually. The big question I want to ask you, do you, what do you think he has to do the final nine weeks, or is there anything he could do the final nine weeks to make himself the guy no matter what? And then based on what you've seen through the first eight weeks, are you confident that he'll put together a string and, and string together some consistent performances, so to speak? Well, first of all, what you said is it's really interesting, <laughs> right? Because after a hideous loss, don't look at the hideous loss. Just look at this young quarterback, and we gotta we gotta wait this thing out. We yeah. gotta give it a shot. We believe in him, and he's gonna have ups and downs. So it's all about the quarterback. And then after a, uh, after a game in which they did lose, 
but they lost in entertaining fashion from an offensive standpoint, as Eric Bieniemy said. It's like, look at our quarterback. You know, we did lose, but look at our quarterback. It really is, uh, you know, Sam's become the answer to everything for Ron this year. But as far as Sam goes, there's been a lot that's been very encouraging. I mean, he can really throw it. He is super mobile and creative off schedule. He's tough. He's, you know, fearless. You know, there's a lot there um, that is very encouraging. I think any longtime football fan and observer can see those things. But I, I sometimes think that a lot of people in our fan base are in such a rush yes. to crown him. <laughs> yeah. and, to, and, and he's played eight games, and there are major concerns. Yeah. Okay, he played super well for the most part against Philadelphia. And a lot of that I credit to Eric enemy yep. for quick game and yeah. rollouts and screens, all the, the things answers. we've been talking about. Yeah. But if, if you're a longtime observer of the NFL, you understand that the, the pure dropback game, he struggles with it. And you can put it on the offensive line, receivers not getting open, but a lot of it's on Sam. And this was why he dropped to the fifth round, because in those pure five- and seven-step drops, he doesn't see it. He doesn't process it quickly. He doesn't throw with anticipation. Not every time, right. um, but certainly against certain defenses. And that's why he's on pace to shatter the record for sacks in a season taken by one quarterback. And that is not a a a, a that's not a top, you know, it's not a top three fifths of the league starting quarterback. Yeah, you, that's not sustainable offensive football. And so that's a concern. So let's not rush. Let's, you know, hope that the really good continues to to be good and gets better. And the concern areas, we see progress. He gets coached up. He figures it out. There's just because, I mean, even though people will say sacks tend to be something that, you know, there's not a lot of variance to in terms of year to year. You know, there are examples of guys that have improved. Alex Smith was one of those guys. Maybe Sam will progress in that area. And by the end of the year, we'll be like, we got our guy. But I'm not there yeah. yet. That's the hope. And kind of playing hypothetical here, Kevin. I was joined by Kevin Sheehan right here on Overtime, the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show weekdays 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. Even if he is able to overcome the sack issue, what is sort of the ceiling for him? Do you view him, best case scenario, as a top 12 to 15 quarterback in the National Football League? Obviously, we rave about his ability to make every throw, the leadership. He plays with his hair on fire. There's moxie. All of the intangible stuff you love about Sam, but when you just break him down purely as a as a thrower and the physical traits, where do you think he ultimately ends up when he hits the ceiling? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a good question. I don't want to limit his ceiling right. at this point because the truth is he does have the physical talent and the physical skills, but I, I'm not going to rush him into Drew Brees category. Right. Like, it, speaking of Drew Brees, Kevin, the, the, don't you? Does it bother you, you that he's so Drew? short? Yeah, I mean, I, like I've had so many people reach out and say, "Don't you see Drew Brees?" No, <laughs> nah, yeah, no, that's Drew Brees we're it's, talking it's about. One in a million, man. Like, yeah, I mean, no, because Drew Brees, you know, processed much faster yeah. and and you know wasn't taking five and a half sacks a game. Um, but you know, like somebody like Andy Dalton, who I think at times in Cincinnati was a borderline top half of the league starting quarterback. Yeah. But again, I don't want to limit the ceiling. Like 
he can really throw it, Linnell. Yeah. Like, and it comes out quickly. I think he's got a really good quick release, and he is, you know, he's got a short memory. Like, nothing seems to phase him. Right. You know, I agree. Um, so there, there just there are too many things that are really encouraging. Right. That I don't want to limit him, but uh, yeah, I mean, there have been there have been quarterbacks his size, uh, but not quarterbacks with his right now flaw. Right. That, that that's what that he's got to work through. And last week was a was an offensive coordinator really helping him out. And I'd love to see that continue because I think <laughs> at times we've seen some stubbornness from Eric Bieniemy, yeah. or maybe it's part of a, a of a bigger strategy for him on throwing him into the deep end over and over again we'll see uh obviously as we look ahead to sunday against new england we know bill belichick and that defense's track record against first year starters at the position everyone's waiting on sam to string together a couple of good performances in a row Uh, unfortunately new england doesn't have a bird on the side of their helmet and they don't wear green what do you think happens on Sunday, and do you anticipate – I know it's a crazy question to ask, Kevin. Do you, do you anticipate Eric to keep the same game plan? And if they do and deviate I, from it, what will you be saying on Monday morning? I mean, I hope I hope he keeps the same thing. But, you know, it's a different – like you said, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. It's different. Bill Belichick, you know, schemes up ways to provoke mistakes yeah. by veteran quarterbacks, let alone – inexperienced quarterbacks. So, you know, Logan did a a great job with me on radio this morning, um, really explaining kind of the simplicity of Philadelphia defensively, not to mention the fact that I think personally they're overrated on the back end. I I don't think they run very well. Um, They've got names in Bradbury and Slay, but, you know, the teams have been able to attack them in space. But beyond that, um, you know, they're, they're going to try to confuse him. I mean, Bill Belichick and his son and Jared Mayo, they're going to try to confuse him, try to make him think he's seeing things that he isn't, and the result could be a lot of mistakes. So this is one of those games where Huge. it's like, <clears throat> just don't make the mistakes because the other team offensively <laughs> is not Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown not and not Dallas Goddard and, and that group because, man, they don't have one playmaker on their offense. Yeah, and Not Kendrick one. Bourne's down going into this one as well, so they're really bare in terms of uh, the yeah. weapons that they have on the perimeter. And and look, Mac Mac Jones has played better over the last two weeks, but I think if Washington could force a turnover defensively and get a special teams play, they should win this. Looking big picture, though, something that Ron Rivera said and that was ironic and interesting at the same time. Uh, it's interesting because it's a real change in philosophy. He was talking about maybe the organization looking at building the roster differently because they have the young quarterback, they think, and not investing so much in the defense and maybe trying to put things around him on offense. When we get into the offseason, do you expect – the changes on the defensive side of the football to continue? Because I was kind of frustrated. If you're going to get rid of Montez and Chase, I thought John should have been gone as well. He's somebody that's getting ready to get into the back half of his career, and you never want to move on too late. But what, what, what do you think of the overall direction of the team moving forward, and do you buy that there is going to be a change in philosophy here? Well, <clears throat> I just don't know that we know anything because I think the people that are going to be making those decisions oh, yeah. aren't employed by the team right now. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to be a big part of the next few months or, you know, the reports will come out about who's been consulting Josh and who the names are and 
who they're thinking about. And last year it was about, you know, who's going to buy the team. This year it's going to be, you know, the stories about who is going to be the next general manager who will then hopefully end up being the person responsible for selecting the head coach. But in terms of personnel, you know, first of all, the number one position in all of sports is quarterback. So I can't say right now that they're not going to be in the market for a quarterback because I still think it's a coin flip, you know, um, and so, uh, and so that may be a need, but if we get to the end of the year and everybody who, you know, out there and even us as fans and observers are like, yeah, this, this has some legs, you know, well, you you got to improve along the offensive line, right. um, and then. But you're that's the thing, Kevin. Not, the not, not to cut you off, Kevin. That's the thing. Can yeah. they go after a quarterback this offseason and still improve around this young man enough? Because they're going to have to give up some some capital, I assume. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I, I yeah. think it depends on where they're picking and what they need to give up to go get the the guy that they want. I mean, you know, if they end up you know, a game below or 500 or around 500, you know, they're going to be picking where they were last year. And yeah. if they are in need of a quarterback, as it turns, if it turns out, yes, you know, Sam was, you know, nice, nice, nice kid, did a nice <laughs> job, you know, has some talent, but bottom line is we got to go find ourselves a quarterback. You know, it would be pretty pricey to go up and get the kind of quarterback yeah. you probably want to go get. So, you know, you got to tell me what they're going to give up to go get what they need to get before I can tell you whether or not they can build around them. But um, they need, you know, they need pieces along the offensive line. Remember this too: they're going to have they'll have the third most salary cap space in Correct. the league in yeah. the off season, so they're going to be able to do some stuff there too. Definitely makes this an attractive job, Kevin. I'll it let does. you go on this. Um, what do you think ultimately happens Sunday in Foxborough? Well, I would never say that it's a should-win game because that's what their opponents say about. <laughs> that's us. what I say. That's what stupid people like uh, me say. I know, um, <laughs> but I think I think they certainly can win this game. Of course. I mean, they have faced you know, uh, they just faced a, a dynamic duo and beyond that offensively, and we saw a show put on by Jalen Hurts <laughs> yeah. and AJ Brown Sunday, um, and this team can't do that offensively against you. Secondly. Um, you know, you, you they're not as good defensively as they were last year because they don't have the same players right. defensively, and their best players are hurt. So you've got a chance there, too. So, uh, And by, it, the other part of this, Linnell, is mm-hmm. I really do think out in Ashburn, that, that anonymous part about, you know, they've, they've, it, it, trading chases, addition by subtraction, uh-huh. I think they really feel that way. We'll find out if they're right. Yeah. But they also feel like, you know, coming off the performance offensively last week, like if they win this game, they're going to think out there they got a chance to make a run at the seventh seed. And there will be plenty of us that might feel the same way. I mean, they should, though, Kevin. When you look at the playoff picture and the, the quarterback injuries Athletic. that Minnesota has and that the Rams have, the only thing we got to root for is that somehow the Falcons don't end up winning the NFC South because you got the tiebreaker over them as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll see what Taylor Heineke <laughs> yeah. does uh, on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm with yeah. you. I mean, it's like. I, I kind of I said this this morning, um, Linnell, on radio that it felt like the trade deadline deadline coming and going, and it felt like a bit of a reset to the season. There's still more yeah. than half the season to go, nine games to go, 
And then on top of that, the fact that they played well offensively last week after having such a hideous game against the Giants where there was no hope, you know, in the moment after the Giant game. Well, after the Philly (laughs) game, it's like, you play like that, uh, you know, you beat the the Patriots, you're four and five, you could be in the seventh spot at the end of the day Sunday. Wow. (laughs) I will guarantee cut that off and be playing that all night tonight, (laughs) Kevin. It is a possibility, (laughs) though, man. I don't think it's going anywhere. Like, even if they got to it, it's not like they could do anything. But you pointed it out. I mean, with you-know-who getting injured, I can't even say his name without triggering <laughs> half of your audience. With you-know-who getting injured yeah. in Minnesota, that really opens wide open the seven spot because they were either headed towards you know a real showdown with Detroit for the division. Worst case, probably a double-digit win season in the seventh seed with yeah. the way they were playing. They're playing well. And now they're, they're done. Yeah. So it's wide open. It's basically Washington and two teams from the NFC South for the seventh spot, as it appears now. Things change, obviously. Well, as we're recording this, Kevin, uh, Montez Sweat just dropped a thank you to the commanders and their fans on Instagram. You think we'll see one from 9-9 here soon or what? I don't know, but thank you to Montez. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. First class and a really good player. Not the the game record that I thought he was going to be when they picked him, but a really good player, and uh, and they will miss him. And uh, I hope Chase – I look, part of, of what everybody has spoken about off the record and even to a certain degree on mm-hmm. it now anonymously is, you know, maturity. And hopefully for Chase that comes yeah. and he develops into what we saw at the end of his rookie year. I'm rooting for him. Me too, man. That's the hope. It's Kevin Sheehan, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you giving me some time, Kevin. We'll do it again soon. All right, Linnell. That is Kevin Sheehan, the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show, weekdays 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion and keep looking ahead. Washington in Foxborough this weekend for a must-win showdown against the New England Patriots. I'll tell you what they have to do to get the victory next. This is the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you for about another hour and a half. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to CBS Sports Radio and the JR Sport Brief. Huge shout out to my big bro, Kevin Sheehan, hopping on with us in the last segment. If you missed any of my conversation with Kevin, make sure you download the always free Odyssey app. Use the Odyssey Rewind feature and go back to the top of the 8 o'clock hour uh, to hear my Commanders and Patriots preview with Kevin Sheehan. Always good uh, catching up with Coach Sheehan. Something he said there uh, in that segment toward the back half of it, they got a chuckle out of both of us. It's something that I feel like we're not allowed to really say here locally. It's something that they don't want us to talk about. Washington, win or lose on Sunday, still very much alive in terms of the fight for the seven seed in the NFC playoff picture. And then when you just look at Washington's schedule on paper, at New England, at Seattle, at the Giants, excuse me, at New England, at Seattle, home for the Giants, at Dallas, home for Miami. That is the next five-week stretch for the Burgundy and Gold. So when you really look at it on its surface, If the offense can replicate last week's performance against Philadelphia, I think Washington's got a really good shot at coming up victorious on Sunday. I believe Kevin said it at the tail end of that interview. There is a scenario, ladies and gentlemen, and people are going to think I'm crazy. There is a scenario in which Washington is the seven seed by the end of Sunday. Let me repeat that for you. There is a scenario in which Washington is the seventh seed by weekend's end. It's food for thought. It's food for thought. Washington very much alive uh, in the NFC playoff picture. The question we posed out there earlier to you all on the MGM National Harbor listing lines, what's more likely on Sunday, a defensive resurgence or the offense staying hot? I think both have a chance to happen. But for me, When I just look at Washington's defensive personnel versus New England's offensive personnel, I just think a defensive resurgence is on the docket. They are due. They are due for a defensive resurgence. Think about last year when this defense turned around. It took a four-game losing streak. took a four-game losing streak. Then they go at Chicago on that Thursday night, and that's really when the tide started to turn on the season. So I just, I feel like this is the get right week. I feel like this is the week Washington defensively can get back on track. Cause we know the numbers are not very good. Not very good. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Washington defensively very much. So the biggest, most underachieving unit in all of the national football league straight up. And it's so ironic because think about back in August why we had confidence about this football team this year. It wasn't because of the fifth-round quarterback. It it wasn't because the offensive line was full of road graders. It was because this defense played at a top-five level a season ago. We expected them to pick up where they left off. They simply have not. It's very frustrating what we've seen from them on that side of the football. But on Sunday, though, In Foxborough, I think they have a shot to get back 
on the right track. I really do. And if you're just tapping into the show, I said it in the last segment before we hopped on with Kevin. Emmanuel Forbes via Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. Here, let me let me actually pull it up so I can give out Manny Forbes he, uh, IG. Emmanuel Forbes Jr. It is at I am Emmanuel Forbes Jr. on on Instagram. Two hours ago, him in the all burgundy uniform. Someone took a really nice photo of him. He captioned it on the story and said, I'm back, all caps. Uh, Doing a little social media speculation. You know what that probably means? Probably means Emmanuel Forbes is going to be starting opposite of Kendall Fuller on Sunday against the Patriots. And in theory, it makes a lot of sense to reinsert Emmanuel Forbes back into the lineup against this offense. They have nobody that challenges you vertically. They have nobody that threatens you offensively on the perimeter. So what a perfect get-right bounce-back game for the young pup Emmanuel Forbes. I'm excited for it. I hope the Instagram post was a precursor to seeing him more uh, on Sunday. 1-800-636-1067. Jim is in Spotsylvania. What's going on, Jim? Yeah, I mean, perfect timing. You're talking about the defense, and for two years I've been screaming. I've been watching since 1965, so I'm old. Wow. We got no linebackers. None at all. And they're going to exploit – like every team does, three lines, three, three yards past the defensive line before you get to the secondary, it's always open. And we've done nothing to fill that. And I, I just, I, that's the disaster waiting to happen. And when we run against a team, I mean, I still understand why Philly just didn't throw over the middle. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't mean deep in the middle, just right over, the, right, you know, four yards over. I hear you. There's nobody there. Davis can't cover four people. I mean, I- when are we going to fix this? I hear you. I, I think if you were listening earlier, man, Washington plays the most, has the most variance in coverage throughout the National Football League. I think that's the problem. If they can limit the amount of coverages they run and just be good at two or three different coverages, I think they'll be much better throughout the rest of the season. Well, Jim, no, I mean, that's that's why I called. I was listening to you guys, and you're spot on, but you still got to have somebody. Got to. That can pick up that tight end over the middle, and and God forbid if they run a back out. I mean, Belichick loves that. I mean, they're going to dink and dunk us four yards over, and unless Forbes, you know, you're talking about him, they're going to bring him down, play him in the middle. I mean, they ain't going to do that. So, well, of I course mean, not. If look, well, if they play Emmanuel Forbes, a yeah. linebacker, Jim, I will, I will run I mean, around, I will run around half street, butt a ball neck. I guarantee that's not. Happening. They, they need to get somebody. Uh, and I don't, I don't. Well, I the thought, time for the time you know, for getting people is, is probably behind us, Jim. I appreciate the call. I, look, I, I can't, I can't argue with them. I can't. I mean, to to not, and it's so crazy, right? Because we always go, well, linebackers not really needed. Look at San Francisco. How can you watch the Niners play defense and think the linebacker position isn't needed? We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Nell's Super Six back, the most highly anticipated power ranking segment in all of sports radio. That's next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. To the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham will take you up to 10 o'clock. About an hour and 20 left to go in the program here on this Friday night edition of Overtime. Right now, though, without further ado, I want to get to the most highly anticipated power ranking segment at all of Sports Talk Radio. It's time for Nell Super Six Pack. Nell Super Six Pack. I know you missed me last week with the Super Six Pack. I feel like it's been almost two weeks since we've given you an updated list of Nell's Super Six Pack. But here we go. Number six in Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the National Football League. Number six, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow in the four and three Cincinnati Bengals. What's the old adage? It's always about playing your best football at the right time. Winners of three straight. The last two weekends. They have beat Seattle, and they went on the road and took down the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Burrow looked uber comfortable last week against the Niners defense that I know is struggling a little bit, but Joe Burrow electric, 28-32, 283 yards and three touchdowns. What really has me excited, though, about the Cincinnati Bengals, their running game was back in full force on Sunday. 27 carries, a buck 34. They averaged five yards a pop as a team. Joe Burrow had a 20-yard scramble in there as well. He is healthy, and the calf is feeling good. They got a tough one coming up this Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills. But I think after Sunday, the headline is going to be, are the Bengals the best team in the AFC? Number five in those Super Six Pack. My top six teams in the National Football League. Commanders fans, close your ears. Coming in at number five, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. I said these two weeks... In the, in the NFL, talking about week eight and week nine, our separation Sunday, so to speak, it is when contenders uh, become contenders and pretenders fall to the wayside, right? The Dallas Cowboys, the last two weeks, mollywopped the L.A. Rams this past week. And then the week before that, on Monday Night Football, they go on the road and take down baby Jesus, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers. Love what they're doing. Defensively, right, we know that group is good. Dan Quinn's got him rushing the passer. Micah Parsons is a freak. Marquise Bell giving him great play at linebacker. But it's the offense for me as to why I'm so bullish right now on the Dallas Cowboys. The last two weeks, we have seen CeeDee Lamb get involved. That was the story coming out of their blowout loss on Sunday Night Football uh, against the Niners. Can they get CeeDee more involved? Two weeks ago, at the Chargers, CeeDee Lamb, seven catches, a buck 17. Didn't find the end zone. But it's okay. Last weekend at home against the Rams, 12 catches, a buck 58 and two touchdowns. C.D. Lamb has 23 catches within the last two weeks of football, ladies and gentlemen. This Cowboys offense is humming right now. 
Love what they're doing. They get after the quarterback. Separation Sunday, though, ladies and gentlemen. They go on the road this weekend to take on the Eagles. We'll see where they land next week in Nell's Super Six Pack. This week, they come in at number five. Number four in Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams across the National Football League, none other than the prince who was promised, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is not the Jaguars of last year, right, where it was all offense and teams were scoring a bunch on them. They've got that pass rush juiced up. Josh Allen, no, not that Josh Allen, is getting after the quarterback, Trayvon Walker, playing well in the secondary. They got good communication going on. The balance, though, that I see right now from Jacksonville really gives me confidence that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with come playoff time. Travis Etienne doing it out of the backfield, uh, doing it under center as a running back. I mean, it's been great to see. They're quite literally the hottest team in football. They have won five straight since dropping a game at home against Houston back in week three. I love what I'm seeing from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're another team. They're on a bye this weekend, but when they come out of the bye, San Francisco 49ers will be waiting for them. Chase Young and company uh, ready to square up with the Jaguars coming out of the bye. They come in at number four. Number three, and now Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the National Football League. The team right down the road, Lamar Action Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens. Defensively. They have been as advertised. This has been one of the top three defenses in all of football. It took them a little while to get going offensively, right? Everyone was all panicked after they lost that game on the road against Pittsburgh. Since then, 24 points, 38 points, and a beat down to the Lions, and then 31 points last week on the road against Arizona. They're another team, though, that has a really tall test this Sunday. They're at home going up against the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see how they handle themselves. They come in at number three, though, in L Super Six Pack. Number two, Nell Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL. The BOTDs, the benefit of the doubts, the Kansas City Chiefs. I know you all are wondering, how are they still in the top two after suffering a loss last week against Denver? You know why? B-O-T-D, benefit of the doubt. When you have run rough shot through the AFC the way Patty Mahomes and company have, you get a little bit of leeway when you start the season off slow. Defensively, that's why I have confidence in this group. Trent McDuffie, can you please stand up? George Karloftis, can you please stand up? Nick Bolton, can you please stand up? Chris Jones, you name it. They have talent on all three levels of this defense. Steve Spagnola has found the right combination and pushing the right buttons right now in KC. Love what they're doing. Hopefully, hopefully the offense uh, eventually catches up. They come in at number two, number one. No super six-pack. My top six teams in the NFL. None other than Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. We just saw him here last weekend. It hadn't looked sexy through the first eight weeks, but they're a team that knows how to overcome adversity. They have trailed in every one of their games, I believe, this year. Yet, they sit with the best record in the NFL at 7-1. and one. Not much further explanation really needed as to why the Eagles or number one. That's going to do it, though. For now, Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the NFL. Real quick, six, the Bengals. Five, the Cowboys. Four, the Jags. Three, the Ravens. Two, the Chiefs. One, the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, our pal J.P. Acosta of SB Nation is set to join the program. We'll take a big-picture look at the National Football League next here on The Fan. Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally 
on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. We'll take you up to 10 o'clock. About an hour and five minutes left to go in tonight's program. Still plenty to get to uh, before we get out of here. Coming up, top of the 9 o'clock hour, our pal J.P. Acosta of SB Nation is set to join us. We'll take a big picture look at the National Football League as we get geared up for week number nine. I also want to give you a little bit of an update on the Washington Wizards playing their first game of group play uh, in the NBA in-season play-in tournament. Washington uh, with about 640 and counting left to go in the first half. Down by one, 46-47 to at the hands of the Miami Heat. Uh, Jordan Poole leads all Washington scorers right now with 10 points. He's actually been efficient tonight. Four or five from the field for Jordan Poole. Two of two from beyond the arc. Kyle Kuzma feeling it from downtown as well. He's three of five from beyond the arc. He's got nine. Moving forward, though, for Washington in this play-in tournament. And moving forward for them for the rest of the season. We kind of touched on it at the top of the show. They just, they're going to have have to have patience, and we're going to have to have patience as fans. I remember the days of Earl Boykin. And Dominic McGuire, and Petro, and Darius Sangaila, Chris Singleton, you name it. I went through Mike James. I went through the dog years of being a Washington Wizards fan. Not saying that this year's group is going to be that bad, but this year's group might just be that bad. And it's not a slight on them. It's a process. I love what they have in the front office with the Wizvengers, Michael Winger, Travis Schlank, Will Dawkins. I'm all on board with everything the Wizards are doing. I just think as fans, got to exude a little bit of patience when talking about the D.C. family. One and three start to the season. Down six right now with 530 left to go uh, in the opening half. They're in Miami right now. The Heat are also struggling. Uh, Everyone outside of, everyone except for Tyler Hero, excuse me, uh, really have struggled for Miami throughout the first five games of the season. He's averaging about 27 a game right now. Kudos to him, right? And I feel happy for him because... This summer, the whole Damian Lillard saga, all of it was rooted in Tyler Hero ending up somewhere else. And for him to have to come back and report to training camp and talk to a front office that was quite literally trying to get rid of his ass this summer, he is uh, definitely going about it the right way and is playing good basketball right now for sure. Uh, Before we get out of here and get to the top of the 9 o'clock hour, I want to let you hear from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. He spoke to the local media uh, this past week, it gave us some insight into what the game plan is going to be going against this Bill Belichick defense. But first, I want to let you hear Eric Bieniemy talk about what adjustments helped this offense last week, Washington doing the damn thing at home against Philadelphia. You know, Nikki, I, I'll say this. I, I thought the guys, their mindset was in the right place. Their attitudes was right where it needed to be. I thought we went out and accepted the challenge. I thought for the most part, uh, we played hard. We played fast. We gave ourselves a chance. But when it's all said and done with, we got to learn what the term accountability means. And once we figure that out, we'll be all right. But like I said, we're not going to celebrate, you know, small victories, meaning we had some success. We didn't find a way to win. We got to continue to find a way to win. Love the mentality of the offensive coordinator. Just win, baby. I mean, that's, that's all he's about. And I know I did a radio hit in Kansas City uh, with our pals uh, Soren and Petro uh, up in KC. And everyone thinks, well, first of all, because Kansas City's offense is struggling, Eric Bieniemy is kind of being called for up there. It's such a quite, 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 such a stark contrast 
and what the narrative was this summer about how much involvement he had in the offense. And now that Chiefs offense looks pretty pedestrian uh, throughout the first eight weeks and people calling for Eric Bieniemy. So definitely feels good uh, to see them have some success offensively. Eric Bieniemy also well aware of what Bill Belichick does to first-year starters at the quarterback position. Uh, he expounded on what Sam's going to have to do Sunday uh, to stay afloat. You know what? Every week will be a huge test. But obviously, when you're going against Bill Belichick and his defense, uh, there's always a challenge. These guys are pretty damn good. They do a hell of a job. Uh, they're well-coached staff. Uh, they got some good players. We got to go out and be on top of our game. You know, more than anything, we got to find a way to finish. We got to find a way to make plays when needed, and we got to find a way to finish. Eric Bieniemy, cut and dry. Got to find a way to finish. Felt good last week. Sam Howe throwing for damn near 400 yards. Those four touchdowns, they got to get their ass across the finish line, though, as Eric Bieniemy uh, likes to say. Final hour of power coming up next here on Overtime. Top of the 9 o'clock hour, I will be joined by our pal J.P. Acosta of SB Nation. We'll take a big picture look at the National Football League and reset things as we're at the midway point in the NFL season. That's next with J.P. Acosta here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 